Wake up in the morning feeling like P. Diddy. Hey, what up, girl? Grab my glasses, I'm out the door. I'm gonna hit this city. Let's Before go. I leave, brush my teeth with a bottle of Jack. Cause when I leave for the night, I ain't coming back. I'm talking. Live from the Finley Toyota ESPN Las Vegas Studios. Here's Carr back into the gun. In trouble. Gonna get hit from behind. Sack fumbled. Ball's loose. This is the press box. Derek, uh, the the, uh, the wide receivers didn't get a lot of get a lot of targets and catches today. Obviously, um, is this uh, what Darren you say? Did, What's that? Darren did though. Oh yeah, yes he did. Okay, we checked that box this week. On ESPN Las Vegas. Oh, I don't read or listen to anything, Derek Carr. I never know what you guys are talking about, writing about. Oh no, no one cares that. No one cares. Just no check cares. the box. Targets. Oh, it's boy. all about wins. That's what I heard. I heard it's all about wins. Is he going to be better if they lose or if they win? Because when he when they win, he gets he gets you know he takes a little he victory little, lap. He yeah, starts a little trying snippy. Start trying to dunk on people. If right. they lose, he's going to be dejected. But he might say something fun. Probably win though. Yeah. Winning, he usually lets us know without letting us know he's read and listened to everything. <laughs> That's usually what he does. The first bite. The first bite today is brought to you by Einstein Brothers? No, Chick fil A. Oh, Chick fil A. All right. Is Sunday night bigger for Derek Carr and Rich Basaccia or Justin Herbert and Brandon Staley? Why do I think this is an easy answer? And it's Derek Carr and Rich Bisaccia. Yeah. I mean, because we talked to Gilbert Manzano yesterday, and you know, with Herbert and Staley, it's just their first year together. And Herbert, it's his second year. And Gilbert said, "Well, if he doesn't make the playoffs, does it start to become, hey, this guy sets a lot of records. He's a great quarterback, but can he make the playoffs? He's only two years in. Derek Carr's eight years in. Made one playoffs, couldn't play because he got hurt. So I would think it's much bigger if Rich Bisaccia has any chance to remain the coach that he must win Sunday. That's not even guaranteed that he'll remain the coach." And Derek Carr, I would think if he loses and Mike Mayock's the GM, there's probably a decision there too. All those reasons are why it's bigger for Brandon Staley uh, see, and I Justin know. Herbert. Why did I say it was the easy decision <laughs> to go with Rich Bisaccia and Derek Carr, knowing you were going to say Brandon Staley and Justin Herbert? What's the ceiling on Derek Carr and Rich Bisaccia? I don't know the ceiling on Rich Bisaccia yet because I think if he gets in and wins a game, he'll be he might be the coach. So I don't know what the ceiling. I guess that's the ceiling, right? The ceiling would be if he gets in. Wins a game, he could actually get the full full time job. Right, Derek Carr's ceiling is forty million a year, <laughs> which I don't think this game actually matters to Derek Carr getting forty million a year. I don't think somebody's given him forty million because he won Week eighteen against the Chargers to get a first round exit and lose by twenty eight to Buffalo. You really think the Lions are going to open their uh, wallets? They got to pay Jared Goff for like another yeah. year or something. So hold on, hold on with the Lions. But here's the thing: Derek Carr and Rich Bisaccia and the Raiders. This is not a Super Bowl winning team. This is not a Super Bowl winning coach. It's not a Super Bowl winning quarterback. It's not a Super Bowl winning roster. This team is playing for just the small glimmer of hope to say, hey, we made the playoffs for the second time in nearly two decades. We made the playoffs. That's what they're playing for. And yes, Derek Carr hasn't gotten to play in a playoff game. Yes, Rich Bisaccia could conceivably end up getting the head coaching job. But the ceiling for the Raiders and this organization, this roster right now is a first round exit is maybe one playoff win, right? The ceiling yeah, for Justin Herbert and Brandon Staley is Super Bowl champions. Not necessarily this year, but like Brandon Staley's viewed as a really good coach in the NFL. 
Justin Herbert is viewed as a potential star quarterback. If they are to miss the playoffs, yes, they're going to have more chances. But if they're to miss the playoffs, I think we're talking a lot more about Justin Herbert having a Derek Carr, Matt Stafford type career after this game. Because even after two seasons, for all he's done, what are we doing? I mean, how long did it take Patrick Mahomes to make the playoffs? Guy's Super Bowl contender the second he started a game. Right. Technically, they made the playoffs when he wasn't yeah. when he started that one game, and Alex Smith went back in. <laughs> like, it doesn't listen. It doesn't take long for us to find out if a quarterback is going to be one of the generational, like top five guys for the next decade or so. It do, it doesn't take long for us to figure that out. And on top of that, Justin Herbert's playing on his rookie contract. If they miss the playoffs this year. That'll be two years into his rookie contract where they have not made the playoffs. You get five years on that rookie contract. They will have thrown away 40% of his rookie contract, 40% of the time where Justin Herbert could be a great quarterback and get paid almost nothing. They will have thrown it away if they lose Sunday night to the Raiders. So, like, yes, Derek Carr and his future at the Raiders, Rich Bisacci and his future, sure, that's on the that's line. Huge. But, like, what are they going to do? Make the playoffs, lose a game, and then turn around and come back next year and go nine and eight again? They're not winning a uh, Super Bowl. the The Chargers could, are the Chargers going to win a Super Bowl? Are the Chargers going to actually contend this year? With they could, I think they could. Really, if they get in the AFC, we've been talking about yeah. the whole year who's good in the AFC. I don't think they're the best team, but if you told me right now the Chargers got to go to Tennessee to get to the Super Bowl, they can win in Tennessee. Yeah. They've beaten they've beaten almost all the good teams in the AFC. They've just also lost to like the Texans. So. I think it's bigger for the Chargers because I think they're playing for more. I think there's much more upside for the Chargers than Rich Passaccia and Derek Carr. We know who Derek Carr is. Whether or not he wins this yeah. game or not, we know who Derek Carr is. I still think it's I still think it's bigger for Rich Passaccia, someone like that. Because I think there's I think his ceiling is getting to be an NFL head coach, which is a pretty big ceiling. Does he get the job if they win and lose the next game in the playoffs? I don't know. It's Mark Davis. <laughs> I, I don't know. He might have already got the job. I mean, I, I can't I can't answer that because it's Mark Davis, and he'll do things that uh, we don't expect him to do. So I, I have no idea about that. Now, again, probably not. No, probably not. He might not get the job if they win a playoff game, although if he wins a playoff game, he's going to be considered for sure. So if they win Sunday and he gets to the playoffs, I mean, I don't think he'll be the head coach, but if you tell me uh, two weeks from now and they, they get, bow out in the first round, they play well, let's say they go to Buffalo and it's a close game and everyone's behind him and the team's behind him, that whole cliche about, oh, we love Rich and Rich is the guy, probably not, but it's Mark Davis. And next year, but let's say that happens. Next year, what what is this team? They're a 9-8 well, and eight team, right? Like, regardless, if Rich Passaccia and Derek Carr are back next year, this is a 500 team, slightly above 500 team, right? I mean, obviously they can make some significant roster changes, sure. but there's there's not going to be much they can do in the offseason to make you think this is a team that's taking down the Kansas City Chiefs, right? I'll agree with that. If the Chargers beat the Raiders, go to the playoffs, win a playoff game or two, we're talking about the Chargers as legitimate AFC contenders next year and probably for the next five, six, seven years, right? So like that to me is why it's bigger for the Chargers because this is a team that they – Herbert and Staley, we think, hey, that's a great quarterback-head coach combo. And we, we think. think, right, we think that's a team that should be in the playoffs year in and year out. That's a team that should be contending, not just for the AFC West with Mahomes and Reed and the Chiefs, but for the AFC and potentially for a Super Bowl. If they lose this game, 
That means we're talking about the Chargers ended their season missing the playoffs because they lost games to the Texans and the Raiders. Like, that's what we're talking about if they lose this game. And that, I think, completely kills off any hope that Herbert and Staley are going to be this awesome duo. If they lo- if that's how you lose, that's how you end the season? You think if they lose this game and Staley's in his first year and Herbert's in his second year, the perception will be they can never win again? I mean, maybe not never, but that's a huge hit. The way it, the way it would go down for them. To lose to the Texans and the Raiders in two of the last three weeks, and that be the reason that you missed the playoffs because you, you couldn't beat the Texans and then the Raiders? Like, Rich Basaccia? You couldn't get past him? Hey. Won three straight and put him in a position to go to the playoffs. You're really, the te- da- you're really downgrading Rich this the morning. The team that can't break twenty points. Come on, like I just, hey. I just think there's much more upside for Herbert and Staley that they are playing for more. Like the next five years, those two are playing for more, while the Raiders are kind of at the kids' table. Just hey, look at us. We're nine and eight. We're ten and seven. Congratulations, <laughs> we made the playoffs. Herbert and Staley could win the Super Bowl. They could win multiple Super Bowls. Basachi and Carr aren't doing that. Hey. Basaccia never like he never takes compliments like he doesn't like praise, no. but the team loves him is what yes. I apparently learned yes. listening to yesterday's press yes. conference for an hour and a half, which is fine. The team loves him and he takes notes. That's great. Yes, that's phenomenal. That love's going to get <laughs> you nine phenomenal. wins. Hey, nine wins. Is it going to keep Derek Carr from throwing picks? Probably not. Is it going to keep him from fumbling? Probably not. But Herbert and Staley can actually do something in the NFL that's not just flounder around at 500. You put too much on wins. Raiders. Wins or, yeah, who <laughs> yeah, cares yeah, about wins? Exactly. No, it's all about wins. I heard that. <laughs> I heard that's that. what I heard that. I heard it's all about wins. I heard that once before. So I think it's much bigger for the Chargers. because It's a Friday Chargers, agree to disagree. Because yeah. let, let me ask morning. it to you this way. If you well, we don't know but who's going to be playing who. But let's just say it's about the process. Let's just say it's it's <laughs> Buffalo. Let's say Buffalo wins the oh. AFC East and is sitting there, and it's like, all right, the winner of Chargers Raiders is going to Buffalo. <sighs> if you're the Buffalo Bills, who do <laughs> you, you want to play? Literally, you just you just. I know I'm torturing. Oh, you want to play the Raiders? I get exactly. I get that but, because they just flounder around. They're we're happy asking to be about there. This specific game. I mean, right. you're not asking about like who would you rather play? But that, but that to me is the answer to the question. Because How? the Raiders are just going to be happy to be there. The Raiders are just going to be, oh, my God, we made but in it the to the moment, first round of the I, In the moment, I think it's bigger for Bisacci and Carr. In the moment. Once they get to the playoffs, they're going to be underdogs. I get that. I get they're going to be underdogs. Right. Because this is the biggest. Derek Carr said it yesterday. This is the biggest this game. This is their playoff game. <laughs> like, yeah, he did say that. I like, quoted him in a column yeah. coming up. <laughs> this is their playoff game. Because this is it. <laughs> Las Vegas, we need you. Because this is it. This is this is the game for the Raiders. For the Chargers, this is the game to get to the actual important games. For the Raiders, this is the important game. If they if they win this game, success. Oh. Derek Carr's tenure, success. We knew if we stuck with Derek Carr, we'd finally get back to a first-round exit. Is it wrong for me now to hope they win two playoff games? <laughs> is that wrong for me now to hope they win two playoff games? Yes, except I if, would sound like a moron except right Except if they go to Buffalo and New England back-to-back. Just stay out there, right? Yeah, exactly. Just stay? stay somewhere in Buffalo. Yes, I will sound like a complete moron if the Raiders are in the <laughs> AFC Championship game. It's complete Tennessee. moron. At Tennessee. But they're not, they're not winning two AFC playoff games. So I just I think it's bigger because the Chargers could actually win a Super Bowl with this head coach and quarterback combo, and the Raiders are most definitely not. They are not winning. This is their Super Bowl. This is the game for the Raiders. They win this game and lose in the very first round of the playoffs by 30. 
this is a successful season for the Las Vegas Raiders. If the Chargers win this game and lose by 30 in the playoffs, it's a failure of a season. If they get blown out by Buffalo in the playoffs, failure of a season. Well, if they go to Buffalo, let's hope that's right. You're hoping the Chargers go to Buffalo? No, I just hope the Chargers go to Buffalo. (laughs) (laughs) I take these things very personally. (laughs) All right, coming up next, Ryan Reeves. Oh, my... The video team, the Golden Knights, they won a game for them last night. We're back to the press box with Grady and Bischoff. You know who's bad at hockey? (laughs) Ryan Reeves is very bad at hockey. Um, Last night when he was on the ice, the Rangers were outshot 22-4. The Golden Knights scored three goals. The Rangers did not score any goals at all. Zero. Um... Ryan Reeves on the season has zero goals and six assists in 31 games. Uh, he has a 34% expected goals. That means when he's on the ice, 64, 66% of the like scoring chances, shots, high danger chances are on the other team. He's bad. How is he still in the You're NFL? being so mean right now because as Ryan said afterwards, once the video oh tribute God. came... I got a little misty, and I didn't think I'd react this way, but I love these fans. So anything after that, I can't hold against Ryan. Because what? Ra- because Revo last night, and I say Revo with a lot of respect. Oh, boy. Re- <laughs> Revo got that video tribute, and after that was just lost. Now, I can't say anything about the other 30 games <laughs> this year. I can only talk about the one game. <laughs> and the one game was he was very emotional after he got his video tribute. Here was his quote. I'll be honest, it kind of got to me a little bit. I wasn't expecting that. I was a little flustered for the rest of the game. Now, first off, how the hell was he not expecting that? Oh, yeah. The The most guaranteed thing that happened in any Golden Knights game ever was that Ryan Reeves is going to get a tribute video. The only more guaranteed is Saturday is tomorrow night. The Flurry's going to get one. Yes, the Flurry's going to get one. I actually say that's less guaranteed because his agent (laughs) tweeted a photo of a sword with the name, uh, coach's name in the back. But, like, first off, he should have been expecting that. Second off, you're telling me Ryan Reeves. Tough guy. Big bad enforcer, right? Ready to fight people. The day before the game was like, I hope I get booed because I'm going to take a run at somebody. He got thrown off his game because they played a right. highlight video of him? It all came rushing back. Because, all the emotions came rushing back. people were clapping for him. That threw him yeah. off. Every team in the league should play a little welcome back <laughs> video then because he sucked. <laughs> what, if every, what if everyone did? You're coming back and like Joe gets a video tribute just because Joe. Yes. And then we want Joe to stink. Guy that, was terrible. That is genuinely I cannot wait for someone to sign Brandon Peary so that we could give him a tribute video. <laughs> well, is I was it was ask, a wild couple of weeks, Brandon. <laughs> it was. It was a is, fun couple of weeks. Is uh, and these are all great. Whatever Gerard Gallant got one as well last night. Is tomorrow night it? I'm trying to think anyone else that would deserve one that's well, left for now. Once they trade Riley Smith and Jonathan, well, Marshall, yeah, so yeah, at yeah, the yeah, deadline, yeah, yeah. we'll have exactly. more. <laughs> but for now, tomorrow night ends it with the biggest one. I I wonder when they'll play tomorrow night. First media timeout. That's when they do. Well, last night they did, they did do Gerard Gallant, Gallant like before, before the, the game, game started, and then gave Reeves one in the first media timeout. Okay. But it'll be the first media yeah. timeout. So I kind of hope somehow the Golden Knights have scored three times on Flurry, and he's just pissed standing in net while they're like, "Hey, welcome back! It's three nothing, Golden Knights." I bought um new uh, box of Kleenex for tomorrow night. I'll just leave that in the press box. <laughs> 
You're, you're looking out for your fellow media members. I'm looking members. out for my fellow media members who <laughs> might get a little emotional. <laughs> Please tell me that. Like, I, I know we make jokes about the, the media sometimes. Tell me, if, if someone is crying, I need you to actually report that. Jared, I will. it's flower. It's flower. Come on. What? Are you kidding flower. me? Jared, I'd be listen. disappointed if okay. no one uses the Kleenex. Jared, the back of the credential says no cheering in the press box. It doesn't say no crying. Right. It's true. <laughs> Flower is back. So you can cry all you want. Can't cheer, but you can cry all you so want. So he didn't fight anyone, but... What a disappointment! Took a few... Gallant started him, and what they just skated around. I mean, he and McNabb Colasar hit each other. and McNabb hit each other. Or yeah. Col- he hit Colasar, and then he hit yeah. McNabb. But what, what was that? They just skating around. Just getting some work in while getting worked over. Oh, my God. <laughs> Unbelievable. I can't believe he's that bad. Like, listen, I'm not going to sit here and pretend like I've paid attention to the New York Rangers at all this season. But he was bad last night. And I was like, well, I wonder how he's been this year. Because the Rangers are in, like, first place. The They're Rangers, in first place in their division. Rangers are ridiculously yeah. good this year. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, my God, he sucks. <laughs> he's worse than he was in Vegas. Like, when he was in Vegas, his, like, coursey and expected goals were around 50%. Like, he wasn't... Not that he was good, but he wasn't like a complete drain on the team. It's not like you put Ryan Reeves out there and it was just like, ah, we're giving up goals every six seconds. They weren't scoring, but they weren't giving up goals. He sucks. The great part is he said the video got him off his game. Like, what and game? Like, well, what like, game? I was going to say what game. Like, he, 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 and then he actually admitted. He goes, you know, you guys saw that. And it's like, yeah, okay, they probably did. Was he thinking he was going to score a hat trick if they hadn't played that video? <laughs> Could have assisted on the one goal. What game? Could have assisted. Unbelievable. All right. Good news for the Golden Knights. Robin Leonard and Mark Stone returned. Uh, Stone scored a goal with his skate. Which, all right, okay. How is that not a kick? Still counts. Counts. How is it not a kick? All right, first, okay, first off, let me start over. I believe any puck that goes in the net should be a goal. I don't care how it gets there. If you pick it up and throw it in. I think that would be nice. I think any puck that ends up in the net should be a goal. It's already hard enough to score in this sport. Who cares if you kick it in? Who cares if you throw right. it in? Why is that? You're using a stick. You're kicking. I, hell, kicking's harder than using your stick, I would assume. So anything that goes in the net should be a goal. But the NHL rules are like, all right, you can't kick the puck in. How was that not a kick? He opened his skate up like he was playing soccer and tapping home a beautiful cross while the goalie was out of position. Didn't well, Zach you better White... answer because I, I my answer is not a good one for him. Oh, mine was just, didn't Zach White Cloud once score a goal with his butt? Yes, yes. and it counts. Yes. But if he had done that with his skate, they would have had to review it. Butts are fine. No feet. I'm going to have to go back and watch because I was watching. Oh, H- come on. I was watching HBO Harry Potter reunion. <laughs> All right. I've heard, I've heard, I've heard it's really reunion. good. I've heard it's, it's really good. good. It's very good. Is it? They all come back. Yeah. Yes. It's All I've vi- seen from that is that Hermione Granger had a crush on the guy who played um, Malfoy. Yes. Yes. Oh. But they, but they, they remained friends. She said. She said no romance ever. <laughs> she said there's never been romance between me and Tom. His real name in real life. And and uh, Daniel Radcliffe had a crush on Helen Botham Carter. Yes. As she, he actually wrote, "I wish I was born ten years earlier." <laughs> yeah. I, 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 it was Which is tremendous. a ballsy move. So I have to. I'm going to admit to you here on a Friday morning that I will. I will trust you that it was a kick. I mean, it, okay. He I will trust you. He didn't wind his leg up and right. It. He, I'm, more it just, I'm more just interested. Cr- in, I'm more interested in Harry it just Potter. Just caromed anyway. off. Yeah, more. He he intentionally opened up his skate to direct the puck into the net. 
He created more surface area so that this when right. when the puck hit it, it was like, oh, this right. might go in. Okay. He did it on purpose. There's zero doubt he did it on purpose, but apparently that's allowed because he just redirected it and he didn't wind his kick up like he was kicking an extra point or something. Apparently okay. that's le- that's illegal. All right, but on Harry Potter here. This is a good. Ch- How long is this reunion? Hour and forty two minutes. Okay. Do, I, I, do you I've never like seen... Harry Potter? Like you watched all eight movies and you not like all Harry eight. Potter? I watched... You haven't even seen all the movies? Not all And eight. you watched the reunion? Yeah. Well, I, I saw enough of the movies to know most of the characters. Ralph Which Fiend? one did you not watch? Uh, the last few. The the last, last few. I probably will, the last two. You just I didn't will watch the conclusion no, of I, Harry I, Potter? I, I will eventually, especially after last night, because they go through each of the films and they have comments about each of them. They bring each director back. Uh, they bring everyone back who's still alive. Uh, some have passed. Um, but then <laughs> the last two movies, when they went through it, I, you know, I obviously you know some of the main characters. There's new ones, but I will. I actually, my daughter was upset with me that I hadn't watched all of them. I'm upset so with she's you that going you haven't to, watched all of them, and I don't watch movies. Yeah, and she's going to. She's stoked because she's going to where they filmed a lot of it now for study abroad. She's really stoked about that. But uh, yeah. Couple last ones. I'll watch them. We got my wife into it. She's two in. She had never watched one minute of it. Oh no! But I was look. I was the dad who had the kids at at least my son at the Barnes and Noble at midnight, like for the books, standing in look line. At you? Yeah. I mean, for it the was, books. Yeah, for wow. the books. Oh yeah, sure. How long was uh, that line? A long one. At Barnes and Noble at midnight, and I'm trying to think. That I think that was the second one. You know, the first one came out, and then everyone kind of discovered it. But the second one, it was it was a long line. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Have you seen all eight? Yeah. Okay. I went. I actually went to the premiere of one when I was in high school. Really? Yeah. I had a friend who was a big Harry Potter fan. I was like, Yeah, I'll go with you. Did they? Did you have those glasses that you're wearing right now? I did not have my current little... Harry Potter glasses. No, I did not. Did not have. Them. Are you a fan? I mean, you like you like the series? It's yeah, it's a good yeah. series. I don't. I'm not like a. I'm not going to watch the reunion. Really? So. You should. <laughs> Maybe Wait, you hold, on, me, hold on, hold on, hold on. Is the girl June, is the girlfriend of fan? No, she does not care oh, about okay, Harry Potter. Okay. Remind she me reads in, a lot. Remind me in well, June. She probably reads like actual books. No, not she YA. Reads, no, she does read young adult. Oh, okay. Young yeah. adult science fiction is what she reads okay. all the time. So I'll tell you in June. Yeah, tell. It'll remind me in June when there's like less sports going on and when the Astros lose a game, I'll angrily turn over and watch. Okay. I thought we were going to have him watch Hoosiers. (laughs) That's right. Ed doesn't want me to ruin Hoosiers. Oh, no, no. I do not want any kind of Are you telling me? He's going to rip it. Are you telling me a final play where four out of five of the players on the basketball court are not moving (laughs) isn't a dynamite play? I do not want any kind of uh, review from him on Hoosiers (laughs) and some analytics and ruining Jimmy Chitwood for me forever. I I don't want anything to do with that. Coming up next, Ben Brown joins the show. The grass is greener where you water it. You know, that's an adage to dissuade people from going out and taking risks and chances. And where you spend your time and energy and what you choose to water will always be the greenest part of your life. And I decided when I came back that I was going to be all in with the team and all in to see things move forward to a better place. And that's what the conversations were about during the off season was about being a part of those conversations that impact my ability to do my job. And from one of the first days, Brian and I sat down and got on the same page, and it's been it's been a really nice fall and winter. 
You're sitting in the press box with Graney and Bischoff on ESPN Las Vegas. Follow them on Twitter at Ed Graney and Bischoff underscore Tyler. Joining us now from Pro Football Focus is Ben Brown. And Ben, after everything that happened in the offseason, we're going to not just get 2021 of Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay. He's going to stick around and play in 2022 there, right? Yeah, I mean, that seems to be the consensus. Obviously, things have worked out well from you know Green Bay's perspective and keeping Aaron Rodgers, it sounds like. Uh, their belief system and everything else kind of fits uh, each other right now. So I do think, yeah, we're definitely going to see him run it back for another last dance here in 2022. Have you guys done any numbers on what a bum hub Arkish is? <laughs> <laughs> I wish I could quantify it, but it seems to be uh, off the charts right now, I would say. I guess I'm not quite sure. We don't follow it. We don't track it too closely, but uh, yeah. I think Aaron Rodgers also has some some detractors, probably for good reason as well. So I I, I don't know for sure. But. Uh, PFF grades for media members would be phenomenal. That you guys might phenomenal. get better better numbers and clicks off that than you do off football players. Right. I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to put that on our off season calendar. That's for sure. I do think that would generate a lot of interest. So I think you guys would be number one though. So. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Chargers lose to the Raiders on Sunday. How much does that change the perception everybody has of Justin Herbert and Brandon Staley? I mean, I, I still, I don't think it would shift it too, too drastically. I do still think a lot of people are going to evaluate them as an up and coming team in the AFC West. Obviously Justin Herbert has had flashes. So I do think even with a loss, uh, they are a team that a lot of people are going to evaluate from, uh, you know, still kind of being on the doorstep. And there'll probably be some blame assigned to their defensive unit uh, and other areas that I think Justin Herbert and Brandon Staley probably escape pretty much unscathed. Okay, to that end, it's mostly three around town. There's a two and a half out there. How do you see this one? Yeah, I do think the Raiders match up surprisingly well, especially, you know, for not playing that well in their week four matchup on Monday Night Football. Uh, Carr had a below average passing game from him in that matchup. Uh, so I do think, you know, getting Darren Waller back obviously should hopefully open up a little bit uh, for Hunter Renfro, who has been, you know, the guy in this passing attack. I do think him and Chris Harris Jr. is probably going to be the key matchup that the Raiders offense needs to win in order to be really successful here. But I think, you know, that game in week four, they obviously started off really poorly down 21 to zero at halftime. I think if, if they can keep it a little bit closer than that, maybe slow down Austin Eckler, especially in the passing game, uh, which they do match up pretty well, you know, covering running backs, at least from that position. I do think that I do think that the Raiders are going to have a chance here to win it at the end. So, so I don't mind uh, the matchup. Here. I do think Las Vegas is probably going to emerge actually victorious here on Sunday night. Oh, you th- wait, wait, wait. Okay. Oh. Let me ask you this. How many points do they have to score to actually win a game? Cause they're not doing a lot of that recently. Right. Right. I mean, they have to, I think they're going to have to put up probably 28 points. I would say for sure. Obviously their defense has been good uh, at certain points, especially on, you know, the pastures. I think we have them as a top four unit. Still one of the best pressure rates in the NFL. And the nice thing is that they don't really do it from, you know, a heavy blitz perspective. Uh, so they do still have enough guys dropping in that zone coverage in order to hopefully uh, contain some of those deep shots from Justin Herbert. If they can do that, uh, I think, you know, 28 points is going to be uh, the threshold that they need to reach in order to win this game. Why is everyone so, well, at least us, so unimpressed with the fact Tennessee could be a one seed and there's like, okay, four or five teams could go into Tennessee and win if they have to? Yeah, I mean, they've, they've, they obviously had that stretch where they beat a lot of teams that, you know, people didn't expect. Uh, in some ways, they're still kind of banged up here, but 
I don't really buy into the fact that they're going to be gaining a ton, obviously, outside of Derrick Henry uh, from the injury situation. I also think their defense is probably just a little bit uh, underrated. They don't have any like real household names playing in that secondary unit, but they have still been uh, one of the best teams in coverage from that perspective. So uh, I think maybe it's the fact that you know Ryan Tannehill hasn't necessarily had all that great of a year. They don't have Derrick Henry. A.J. Brown is just getting back. Julio Jones hasn't necessarily done anything. So they've kind of just been squeezing out some of these games toward the end. So uh, they just haven't really looked all that good, I would say, in a lot of ways, especially from a box score stats perspective. So I do think that's why uh, people don't think that they are all that good. I'm uh, pretty vulnerable as a number one seed, and I have to you know, probably tend to agree with them in a lot of situations. Which teams do you think they could end up being underdogs at home in a playoff game against? Yeah, so I definitely think, you know, Buffalo, Kansas City, they're obviously going to be underdogs against. I do think uh, it's going to be a close spread if they face off against the New England Patriots as well. So uh, all three of those teams, I would say for sure, are going to be favored even in Tennessee. Um, and then, yeah, I think, you know, the other ones, it's not going to, they're not going to really have like a wide touchdown spread differential in Tennessee against any match they even see in the divisional round. So uh, I think from that perspective, that's why. A lot of people see them being, you know, pretty vulnerable, probably the most vulnerable ones that we've seen uh, in quite some time. Right now, if they had to play, do you like Buffalo or Kansas City to get through? I like Kansas City. I do think they've shown enough, uh, especially offensively in a one, you know, one and done game. I don't think there's any quarterback that I would take outside of Patrick Mahomes. Obviously, if they're, you know, down, even I do think that they, he has the capability to kind of bring them back. Uh, even, you know, with their matchup in week 17 against Cincinnati Bengals, I do think you know, some things were a little bit unsustainable from Cincinnati's perspective, and they had a lot of things break right in order to win that game. And I do think that was kind of Cincinnati's best effort. So uh, unless 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 they, you know, run into a Bills team that plays at their absolute ceiling uh, and Kansas City just doesn't bring it that game, I do think that the Chiefs are going to emerge victorious and probably be representing the AFC here uh, in the Super Bowl. Who can go into Lambeau and beat the Packers? Uh, that, is a, that is a good question. So I would say... From my perspective, I'm probably higher on Green Bay than a lot of other people that you talk to from PFS perspective. I think, uh, you know, everyone wants to say that, you know, Tom Brady and the Buccaneers, even with a banged-up wide receiver unit, could go into Lambeau and beat Green Bay. I don't necessarily buy into that. The only team that I would potentially be worried about uh, from Green Bay's perspective is a Dallas team. I do think Dallas, at their absolute ceiling, both offensively and defensively, uh, looks like, to me, could be the best team uh, in the NFL, at least competing with Kansas City on a neutral field. So that's the team that I would really be worried about. But again, they haven't necessarily put forth consistent ceiling-type performances uh, and strung together that that sort of you know outcome game every single week here over the last couple of weeks. So that's why it's a little bit concerning. But I do think at their best, Dallas can definitely compete uh, with anybody in the NFL. Ben Brown with us from Pro Football Focus. All right, for next year, well, I guess we have one more game too this year, but for next year, how many points should Washington get when they play home games just based on the fear that the fans might fall on top of the other team's starting quarterback? <laughs> oh, man, that is, a good, that is a good question. That's another one I'm going to have to handicap in the offseason. That's uh, not, a, not an analysis that I've ran yet. That, that was a disaster. I do think, you know, in a lot of ways, it speaks to not only the character of Jalen Hurts, but like his overall ability to the lead to actually write a letter to Washington to make sure some of those issues get fixed. But uh, yeah, I, I do buy into Jalen Hurts even more so after seeing uh, kind of how he handled that situation more than anything else. Yeah, the Washington name change, everything else, there's going to be a lot of handicapping variables going into that specific team here in 2022. <laughs> do we really want to see Big Ben in a playoff game? 
No, we don't. We <laughs> no. don't. We want to see. I think Big Ben had his nice final send off uh, in Week 17 Monday night. I think that was good enough for me. I'm definitely fine uh, calling it a career. Potentially having him get into uh, Canton, Ohio, and all those things. Yeah, I, I, I don't want to see Big Ben. Unfortunately, with his you know 3.4 average depth of target, trying to throw the ball barely past the line of scrimmage here in any sort of playoff game, especially in the cold weather. I just can't. I just can't handle any more of those, you know, low-scoring, ugly defensive matchups here anymore. You buy into Joe Burrow and the Bengals, or is this more of just a little hot streak that's just going to go away once they get in the playoffs? Yeah, I mean, it is a really good question. I do think, um, you know, some of the things that they've done would probably look to be more toward the unsustainable side. I do, I do think it's more a compliment to uh, what Jamar Chase has actually been able to do. I do think he is a really the talent. Uh, at the wide receiver position in the NFL right now. So from that perspective, maybe I buy into it. But uh, they've, they've done some things that look slightly unsustainable. I do think that the Chiefs' defensive scheme, especially in Week 17, definitely played into that, like that third and 27, kind of sending the house, uh, house on that blitz, uh, heavy blitz pressure, uh, and you know leaving Jamar Chase one-on-one again after he'd kind of been destroying uh, their secondary all game long was, I think, a little bit of an oversight. So. Uh, I I don't probably buy into them as much as everyone else is right now. I do think they're they're definitely overachieving in a lot of ways, and I do think some of those ways are definitely unsustainable. So I think they're probably going to be uh, not necessarily one and done here in the AFC playoff race, but I have a really hard time seeing them pull off uh, any sort of upset in the divisional round. Well, he is Ben Brown from Pro Football Focus. Ben, as always, we appreciate it. Thanks, Ben. Yep. Thank you. Have a great show. Take care. So there is Ben Brown. He thinks the Raiders are going to win. Yeah. And he thinks they're going to score at least 28 points. Yeah. That's a farce <laughs> winning. Winning. You can yeah. see the 28 points is going to be really hard to <laughs> they've see. They've done that. that once since Halloween, I believe Dallas. Yeah. That's yeah. the only time they've scored over 28 since yeah. the only time they scored over what they get. Well, 23 over 23 right. since Halloween is that one uh, game against Dallas. And I don't think Brandon Staley's as incompetent as Mike McCarthy, who might use all six timeouts, 75 minutes before the game starts. <laughs> it happens. All right. We've got $400. Oh, on yeah. the line. Dollar Loan Center Friday football frenzy. We're going to give you three NFL games. You pick the winner of those three games. If you get all three right, you'll take home 400 bucks. So 702-364-1100 is the phone number. 702-364-1100 is the phone number. We're going to take caller number seven. You're going to have a chance to win $400 thanks to Dollar Loan Center's Friday football frenzy. It's the Press Box with Grady and Bischoff on ESPN Las Vegas, 1100 AM and 100.9 FM. It is Friday Football Frenzy, thanks to Dollar Loan Center. We've got $400, and Lou's got a chance to win it. We're going to give Lou three games. If he can pick the winner of all three games, then Lou will take home 400 bucks. But Lou, before I give you the games, you don't like Harry Potter? Come on, man. Really? <laughs> Lou, we'll, give you the four, we'll give you the 400 if you can name five characters from the movie. No, 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 no. We can't do that. Ask the, ask yeah. the member yeah. of management in the room. No, we will not. I guess we can't do that. All right. First yeah. game, Lou. Steelers at Ravens. No Lamar. Steelers win. All right. Second game. 49ers at Rams. Uh, 49ers. Jimmy G's back. Is that a good thing? And the last game, <laughs> Chargers at Raiders. Breaks my heart to say this because I hate them, but the Raiders. Okay. Oh, all right. All so, right. Steelers. Man after my own heart. 49ers, 
Raiders. If those three teams win, Lou, you will be taking home $400. If not, you can comfort yourself with a marathon of eight yes. Harry Potter Watch movies. HBO. It's Good the luck, marathon. It's only an hour, hour 42, Lou. It's only an hour and 42 minutes. For those of you that are unaware, uh, Lou tweeted at us earlier, I was going to explain what kicking the puck in hockey requires, but then you moved into Harry Potter, and I began waiting for the program director to enter the studio and fire you all. And as a reminder... Yeah. Q will join us at 8.30. Yes, he, will. he will enter the studio. It's a Friday. Yes. Might not be the worst day to get fired. Yeah. That's when people normally get fired. But yeah. <laughs> So there's Lou. Uh, Steelers, 49ers, Raiders. He will be taking home 400 bucks if those three teams win. Can I take a quick victory lap of absolutely calling that Bruce Arians definitely used an obscenity? Yes. Yeah. Get the F out. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. He did, and uh, he he admitted it yesterday too. That's maybe the surprising thing is he's like, yeah, I absolutely cussed that guy. I did tell him to get out of here. I okay, let's let's do some Antonio Brown here. Well, because <laughs> yesterday I was like, yeah, I think I believe Antonio Brown. He's got an injured ankle. He couldn't play. But the Buccaneer story right now is that yes, Antonio Brown was angry during that Jets game, but the Bucks are going with. He was angry because he wasn't getting thrown the ball enough. And that's why he and Bruce Arians got in a fight and Bruce Arians told him to get the F out. Okay. Antonio Brown has incentives in his contract and he needed to get, he's like, it was like eight more catches and like 200 something more yards or whatever. And he would have got, he could have earned up another 2 million bucks. I just have a, I just don't believe he was that upset about not getting targets in the first half of a game. Ooh, it's Antonio Brown. I though. know it's Antonio, Antonio Brown, Brown, but like, I don't know. You, you really? I, the I only mean, weren't thing, they also kind of not playing well in that game? Yeah, they sucked. The, the more Jets this goes him. on, the only thing I really believe from Antonio Brown is that he's got a hurt ankle and he needs surgery. Well, and because he might they have, haven't, they he haven't might just, have COVID. Yeah. Well, that's <laughs> a whole other story. We should get into that. They, um, uh, They've admitted that they actually asked him to go to two orthos on their own, you know, the people they have, and he declined, which is strange. But the attorneys come, excuse me, the agents come out and said it. He said it. I said it again yesterday for the agent to lie about an ankle injury would, sorry, you know, you got agents. I know there's agents who put swords in people's back, but I would really have a hard time believing the agent going, you know, totally rogue and saying there's an ankle injury when there's not. So when it comes to Antonio Brown, I'm I'm sort of believing he's got the ankle injury, and I'm sort of believing everything else the the Buccaneers are saying just because it's Antonio Brown. Because I don't think, as you said yesterday, he doesn't deserve any benefit of the doubt from anybody. He had five targets in the first half against the Jets. He only had three catches for 26 yards. So he didn't have any like big plays, but like, it's not like he didn't have any. I just have a hard time. I don't know. I just have a hard time believing unless he was doing this all the time, which we haven't heard that. I don't know. I just have a hard time believing that. He got five targets and he just blew up to the point where he refused to go back in the game. Like again, it's not like he got zero targets. He got five. If it was anyone else, I'd agree with you. Yeah, if it was anyone else. I know. All right, but there's a better story. There is a better story. (laughs) Um, Antonio Brown may have snuck a woman into may have into the team hotel room before they played the Jets. Uh, This woman is on OnlyFans. And she also is maybe most famous for in 2020 licking the toilet seat on an airplane. Ed, Ed physically, I physically convulsed away yes, from exactly, the microphone. Exactly. Uh, trying to start the COVID challenge back in 2020. Um, she says that Antonio Brown snuck her in. 
They had sex, and she also posted a picture of a positive COVID test saying the Buccaneers need to test their whole team. Oh, who's got who's whose word do we believe more? Toilets? Or Antonio Brown? Yeah, the girl looking. Oh, I believe seats. I believe her. Or Antonio- <laughs> yes, I believe her. <laughs> now, not, not even a second thought about it. Uh, am I believing that the COVID test was hers? I'm not so sure about that. I think she might be playing with them a little, but I believe she got snuck in. I believe all that happened. Well, there's, I mean, unless we're not believing the pictures that she sent out, I mean, I think there's there's some good evidence there uh, that, that what she's been sending out, that they uh, they got together the night before the game. So Antonio Brown was going to be released probably no matter what. Would the Bucks have overlooked this? Antonio Brown. If he had had eight catches for 122 and they're going to the playoffs, <laughs> yes, they would have overlooked this. He would have been fined. We're going to have to fine you for sneaking for her in. For breaking team rules. Yeah, we for breaking know what the team rules moves, were. Sneaking her in. What uh, What was the name of the guy for the Seahawks uh, last year that snuck a guy in? to the? Oh, H. And then the Raiders signed him. Yes. Um, yeah, and then he got arrested for street racing in Dallas. Wasn't she wearing the jersey? Yeah, yeah. Uh, he put her in, he he put put her her in, in a Seahawks uh, apparel to try to make her look like a right. player. And then the Raiders signed that guy like a couple months later.